0: Hi, this is Pastor James Strickland, and you are listening to our sermon cast for Holman Park Baptist Church. Well, good morning, everybody. I would like to thank you for being here today as we honor the women that God has used to make such a profound impact on our lives. I must be honest with you. This day and Father's Day are incredibly difficult for me to prepare for. In recent days, as I have gotten older and walked alongside so many people, I have learned that Mother's Day and Father's Day can be, as best described, messy. What I mean by that is everyone does not grow up having the same experiences. Many of you here today, you have fond memories of your mother, Or you're lucky enough to be sitting with them today or have the ability to meet them later for lunch or maybe even just the privilege of being able to give them a phone call. Some of you here today may not have all fond memories of some of the women that have come into your life. Even worse, you may be distraught with what you have done in the past or things that have happened You see, some mark the passing of the years by Mother's Day or Father's Day. They mark the year by, it's been X amount of years since, this is the X amount of Mother's Day since my mother passed away. I am one of those people. This will be my second Mother's Day without mom. This day marks not only the gift of a mother that you had, But it also reminds you of what you've lost. Some women were not given the opportunity to have children either by their choice or it was out of their control. They had the hope of having children for a lifetime until they hear the final no. It's not going to happen. It takes a lot for many women to come to terms with the fact that having children was not in God's plan. Other women may remember a miscarriage that tore their world apart. Some women may live with the nagging question of what would that child have been if I hadn't made the choice to abort it? I promise I'm not trying to make this a heavy Mother's Day service. But I do want to let you know of all the considerations that were going through my mind and heart as I was preparing this message and God was giving it to me in a world that deems motherhood as the pinnacle of what it means to be a woman. Having a church service, taking that theme over the top, can be really hurtful and sensitive to others. So where do we go from here? I think we need to acknowledge that putting an emphasis on any person or anything over Jesus can get messy. We are here to honor the mothers. We are here to honor the women that have made impacts on our lives. We do not worship them. We honor them. We will worship Jesus and thank him for his many blessings in our life. So as we do that, we're going to jump into our text this morning on God's creation is complete with woman. And it's going to be in Genesis chapter 2. We're going to look at verses ...18 through 20 to start with. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation... ...and it says... ...then the Lord God said... ...it is not good for a man to be alone. I will make a helper... ...who is just right for him. So the Lord God formed from the ground... ...all the wild animals... ...and all the birds of the sky. He brought them to the man... ...to see what he would call them. And as the man chose a name for each one... He gave names to all the livestock, all the birds of the sky, and all the wild animals. But there was still no helper just right for him. What do we see in these few verses as we begin this morning? Number one, we see that God created you and I for fellowship. He created us to have a relationship with him and to have a relationship with others. Yes, God made you my friend, to have a relationship with him. And there are many people that try to force other things into that position. The Bible calls that an idol. If we put anything before God, if we make anything but God our main priority, that will become an idol in our life, and our life will not work as God has designed it to be. You and I can count on God to know and meet our deepest needs by having a personal relationship with him. Because, look, we see even in verse 18, God knew it even before Adam knew it, that there was something missing. And we see in this passage there is a personal relationship established with Adam and God, that this Personal relationship was severed in Eden when they fell to sin. And then it is restored, luckily, through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And that's why we are here today. But what we see here is that God's creation was not complete until He made woman. Ladies, you are special. That's no surprise, is it? Men, these ladies that are with you, they're special. They are, pres- they, are, they are precious. They are treasured. When God created that, He said, "I'm done. You have very special status in the creation of the world. You are the last and the greatest creation God made, and we honor that today, because God knew if He'd have left man here by Himself, we would have screwed it up worse." But it's the truth. God knew Adam needed Eve even before Adam knew himself. Adam knew, I mean, God knew that Adam needed Eve even before Adam knew it himself. So as we honor mothers and and women who have made an impact on our lives, guys, we must admit that they often see things before we even see them. I've learned in my house that I, if I'm wondering where something is, do I go opening drawers and slamming drawers and looking through things? No. I don't ask Google. I ask the encyclopedia of all things in the house. My wife. Yes. And I know that if I walk out of the house wearing something I shouldn't, I'm going to get... You're not going to wear that, are you? Okay? But I also know that when I'm sick and I turn into a big baby, she is right there. I know that when I'm having a bad day, she sees right through it. I know that when there are people trying to get to me, that she is my protector. And she sees things that I don't see. You women have a radar that our guys just don't get. God has blessed you with that. Our mothers had it. Our wives had it. Our family members had it. God has blessed you with that. And so we must admit that we need... Women in our life. No, you may not be married. Or maybe you are widowed. Or maybe you just don't have a whole lot of women in your life. But I guarantee you there's one. Because God, God wouldn't make it to where we didn't have at least one keeping us straight. But you know, <clears throat> younger parents, as you get older and your children grow up, as a youth minister, I saw this a lot. The older they get, the less they need you, so they think. Yep, that's true. But don't worry. They will always need you, whether they know it or not. And what they say is true. And you, you've you lived it and you know it. The older we get, the smarter our parents become. Because when we're teenagers and young adults, we think we know everything. Oh, that was back in their day. Even in churches today, some of our younger folks say, Well, these older folks, that was back in another day. This is a new day. This is new times. Folks, life has been life ever since there has been life. And we could learn something by sitting down with somebody that has gone through much more life than we have. But I am so thankful that I had a mother that kept me from making mistakes even when I didn't realize I was about to make them. And as I said earlier, Donna does that for me every day. So it is true that the older we get, the smarter our parents become. And the next thing we see here, <coughs> excuse me, is that woman was worth the wait. If you go back and you look at that, it says that God saw that it was not good for the man to be alone. And then there's some time that passes. And then we're going to see where he creates woman. If you read this, there was that space that occurred between the time God said he would give Adam a helper and the time that he actually created Eve. Here's the thing I want you to see with this, and this can every one of you can can grasp this. when God makes us wait, his blessings are always best. When God makes us wait, his blessings, <coughs> excuse me, are always best. The next thing we see in verses 21 through 24, That women were created to honor God. Actually, everything was created to honor God. But for the purpose of today, women, you were created to honor God. It says, So the Lord caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while the man slept, the Lord took one of the man's ribs and closed up the opening. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib and he brought her to the man. You know, I say this in weddings a lot, and it's the truth. There's a, there's a purpose because God, he could have created her from dust, just like he did Adam. But no, he created her from Adam, from the side, to be by his side. He didn't create her to lord over him, but he also didn't create her to be under his feet, but to be right by his side. That's the way God created her. In verse 23, he says, at last the man exclaimed, this one is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She will be called woman because she was taken from man. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife and the two are united in one. Folks, God's creative work was not complete until he made woman. By doing this, he showed that he had a plan and a purpose and a partnership. God had a job for Eve just as well as Adam. I'll be the first to tell you that if you're not married, it doesn't mean that you don't have a purpose. If you have been divorced, it doesn't mean you lost your purpose when you got divorced. If you've never been married, it doesn't mean that you are less than. But God created you to help others he gave you that internal desire whether it be working at home as a stay-at-home mom or working in the workplace or being retired or doing it all the above you have a purpose in this life and it is to help other people the problem is god created a partnership however too many men are happy to let women do all the work for the family and the church and life Man, let me tell you something. God did not create women to be our nanny, to be our cleanup, to be our punching bag, to be our excuse. He created woman to be our helper. He created woman to help us accomplish all that He has for us because He knows that we cannot do it on our own. I can't imagine what churches. what shape churches would be in if we did not have women leading the way because the men are perfectly happy to sit back and let them lead. It's not biblical. Men, we need to step up. Yes, they will help. And yes, they will do. But they flourish when men are side by side helping them. Men and women, whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. Let me show you this verse. 1 Corinthians 10, 31. <coughs> Excuse me. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Everything that you do. For example, these mom duties that you've had or are currently in the middle of. It is said that you will have, by your baby's second birthday, you will have changed 7,300 diapers. If you have more than one kid, multiply it. The diaper changing speed, this is probably no surprise to you that have children, moms take two minutes and five seconds to change a diaper. That adds up to three 40-hour work weeks each year. And by the way, it takes a dad a minute and 36 seconds. I think he just kind of slaps it on there. Talking about getting your attention. A preschooler, the mom spends about 2.7 hours a day on primary care for that preschooler, while the man about an hour and a half. And they talk about raising children. You spend the first two years of their life teaching them to walk and talk. Then you spend the next 16 telling them to behave and be quiet. Grandchildren, they are God's reward for not killing your own children. Children seldom misquote you. In fact, usually they repeat word for word what you shouldn't have said in situations where you don't want it said. And then also, <clears throat> the main purpose of holding children parties is to remind yourself that there are children more awful than your own. So those are just some tidbits for you as you're raising children. But moms or women, you can honor God even at work. There is no doubt that raising young children is hard, but valuable kingdom work. It is valuable kingdom work when you are raising your child, whether you be a stay-at-home mom. And, and now, look, I am not. I am woefully inept to to say I. I understand how you feel because you're thinking it and I know it. I don't have a clue. But I have a lot of respect because I saw what my mom did when she stayed at home. And I probably was a handful. But whether you are staying at home or whether you are working and doing the daycare thing, you are raising your children and raising your children is kingdom work. Every day it is. A crying baby is a reminder that we are blessed. We are blessed with a future and opportunity to disciple the family as a church. And ladies, you are sowing the seeds of the gospel in the souls of the youngest among us. As Tammy was mentioning earlier about how she teaches the scripture to her children. (coughs) That will make a difference in their lives for eternity. Well, the last passage I want us to look at is in Luke chapter 1, verse 46 through 48. And the point I'm going to make here is that God begins to use you where you are, not where you think you should be. God begins to use you where you are, not where you think you should be. As we celebrate Mother's Day, the first Mother's Day was May 10th, 1908, it was founded by Anna Jarvis and made a national holiday in 1914 by President Wilson. On the busiest day of the year for phone calls is Mother's Day. 68% of people plan to call mom on Mother's Day, totaling 122.5 million phone calls. So call your mama. Also, cards, 50% of households give Mother's Day cards, totaling some 152 million cards. And you say, well, where we can serve God and we can be used, God, used by God right where we are. Well, yes, even as a mother or even as a woman, a career woman, whatever your situation may be, there's always somebody that's got kind of it worse. For example, the mother with the most kids, there was a lady named... Mrs. Valesiev of Russia gave birth to 69 children between 1725 and 1765. Yeah. The oldest mother, how, how old do you think the oldest mother is? Rosanna Dalla Corte gave birth to a baby boy when she was 63 years old in 1994. Wow. I can see that now, going out on maternity leave two years before you retire. I think the boss would probably look into that. The heaviest newborn, Signora Carmelia Fidele, gave birth to a 22.8-ounce boy in Italy in 1955. (laughs) The women are just going, oh! Again. I can't say I know how it feels, but I can only imagine. While we may never see any feats like that, or experience things like that in our lifetime, we can know this one fact. God begins to use you where you are, not where you think you should be. That goes for us as men, too. Wherever we are, you don't have to clean yourself up to get used by God. You just have to be available. No matter what your age is. The most famous woman and mother of all time would be Mary. She was a teenage girl who was engaged to be married when suddenly God calls her to be the mother of Jesus. Her life was planned out in her mind to get married. She was going to start a family. She was going to live. She was going to raise the family. And then she was going to die. Many would have written her off. But God had other plans. Ladies, do not believe that you have nothing to offer to God. Don't believe that because your schedule is so tight that God can't use you. Men, don't believe that you have nothing to give to God. (coughs) Because the truth is this. When we don't have anything to give to God, we will be in the ground. Because as long as we have pulse, we have purpose. Before the very creation of Eve in the garden, God purposed women to have the skills and traits to nurture the divine son of God. You you get that, women, right? Whether you've had children or not, you have been equipped to nurture so much so that God created you to have the skills to nurture his own son. There was no, Mary didn't have super spiritual powers. God didn't give her extra doses of, of super care. Baby Jesus cried a lot. Baby Jesus had to have his diapers changed. Baby Jesus had to be taught how to grow up and to be a man. And God equipped her to do every one of those things. And God has equipped you to do the same. I have talked with many new parents that are overjoyed at the arrival of their new baby, but also a little overwhelmed, right? (coughs) The first one, everything is, you know, you're measuring everything and you're making sure everything is sanitized and you got everything just right. And by the second one and the third one, you're just slinging them around and, you know, they'll be all right. God chose Mary to bear the Son of God, Jesus, and she uses the opportunity to sing his praises. She worships God when she finds out that she is going to be the mother of Jesus. And we look at two of those verses. Luke 1, 46 through 48 says, Mary responded, Oh, my soul praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he took notice of his lowly servant girl. And from now on, All generations will call me blessed. Here's the message today. No matter who you are or what what position you're in today, here's what I want to leave you with. God notices you. Ladies, no matter what your situation is, whatever your age, whatever your family situation is at, God notices you. And the second thing is, God will use you to impact generations to come. Whether you be a mother, a grandmother, a teacher, a mentor, or you're a male, God will use you. On this day, God has a plan for your life. I want you to know that. And what you do is important and valuable. And ladies, you are the completion of God's creation. You are loved. And we need you. So we honor you today. We honor our women today. We honor our mothers today. But we worship Jesus Christ. And may you give the small and the ordinary and the mundane things to God. And watch him bless and multiply your efforts. Because through Jesus, you will make a difference in your family. In this church. And the world. Let's pray. <coughs> Dear Heavenly Father. I thank you for the gift. That you gave us. When you created woman. I thank you. For the ladies. That we have here today. That are from so many different backgrounds. And have so many different situations. But Lord you have blessed them. Let them know today. And they probably already know this, but just remind them that you love them and have a purpose for their lives. And I'll just give an invitation this morning that if someone wants to to come forward and maybe kneel at the altar and pray, or there may be someone here today that realizes for the first time their special status as your greatest creation, and they want to accept you as Jesus Christ to forgive them of their sins so they can become all that you created them to be. May they come forward. We'll pray with them and teach them how to have a relationship with you. Maybe you just have a prayer need or maybe you just want to stay where you're at. But, Lord, may you work in this invitation. For it's in your name we pray. Amen.